0: Sequence star. six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Well, for many, the holidays are time for rejoicing. For others, it can be a difficult time, perhaps because of the loss of a loved one, perhaps because of difficult relationships. So today, we are going to be talking about the holidays and healing. Welcome to Ignition. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into today's topic of healing and the holidays, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode or if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do so is by email the address is eleadum. I mean ignition (laughs) at sfcatholic.org so eleadum. that must mean that I am sitting across from
1: Emily Liedum Emily (laughs)
0: Ledum. Emily the last time you were on Ignition which was earlier this year but long enough ago that things have changed since you were on the show last
1: have they when was I on the show last I don't remember
0: Uh, we recorded in July what was our topic I don't that's a long time ago
1: yeah I gotta go back and find it
0: um but you have a new role now. So in case somebody has never heard, well, it doesn't matter if they've heard of you or not, who is Emily Liedel?
1: I am a daughter of the Heavenly King. I am married to a handsome hunk of humanity named oh, we Matt. Go. I forgot about that. We've got two little girls and another little on the way growing right along. And I am the uh, executive director of Catholic Family Services, uh, which is a ministry of the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Uh, and I'm new in that role. Mm -hmm. So Chris, you and I worked together for about five years Mm -hmm. before I ventured seven years. It was longer than that. Seven years. years. Um, it just went by so fast. I was having so much fun with you. Um, (laughs) and, uh, but I really, I have a heart for just the human person. I have a heart for human formation growth, uh, especially healing of the human person. Uh, and so that really, uh, led to my desire to pursue some work within Catholic Family Services um, who their, their main mission is really to support the human person in various healing processes. Uh, And it's just been a really exciting. I have an incredible, an incredible team that I work with and we're excited for the future growth of what uh, the agency can do uh, in addition to counseling services and grief support, that kind of thing.
0: Awesome. Great, um, and and that's why what you just said the the heart that you have and now the work that you're doing even more explicitly for healing is why I thought you'd be the perfect guest to have on to talk about you know so we're um, recording this uh, early December. It's if as you're listening to this folks it's just a a week or two into the month of December so while the, while the holiday season you know Thanksgiving Christmas can be a time of rejoicing as I said in the open uh, for a lot of people it's actually hard maybe they lost a loved one this year. Maybe getting together with family and friends is not easy for a variety of reasons. So I just wanted to have you on to sort of share uh, from your 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 wisdom, your experience, share some of your insights on how we can go about living in a holiday season. Well, maybe it's hard and how, where, and how we can find healing.
1: And I love the honesty of this topic when you had presented it to me, because I think sometimes We feel this pressure, especially around joyful occasions, a birthday, Mm -hmm. uh, Easter, Christmas, Advent, whatever it might be. I think sometimes we can feel this pressure to feel this joy. And if we don't, we start to question, wait, what's wrong with me? Mm -hmm. Or, Or maybe it's mixed joy even there's an excitement and yet there's something in us that feels unresolved or that feels restless or that feels uh, a bit lost, whatever that might be. And so, yeah, I love the topic because I think it's an honest one uh, that many people, especially after this year, uh, which was kind of a doozy for some, um, for many in various ways. uh, Yeah. I think we're all just kind of processing this year. So yeah, I appreciate the honesty of the topic.
0: So, so how do we Well, I make sure maybe we start with going further with the honesty. What are some of the ways in your personal and or professional experience? I'll let you pick either. um, That holidays can be difficult for people. I've just mentioned a couple of grief, maybe difficult relationships, but I think for people to understand and recognize maybe for themselves, like, oh my gosh, that, that describes me or, Mm. or us. Mm -hmm. What are some other ways where, what are some of the ways that the holidays can be a difficult time for people?
1: Um, I think broadly, I would start with just if suffering is present. I think sometimes suffering or um, yeah, difficulty, whether that's loss, like you've mentioned, um, or some other sort of suffering, I think that can be a a hindrance. But then also distraction. Mm. I think if we uh, are heavily distracted by by worries in the world, by uh, political concerns or spiritual concerns— health concerns, any of those things, I think those things can be a distraction or even just the distraction of noise in our world, you know, like we're spending too much time on social media or whatever. And that can actually put up this wall for us to be able to receive the joy of the high feasts, you know, Mm -hmm. of the, of the, of the Christmas season, or even the, the joy that comes from the anxious anticipation that we experience during Advent. So I think uh, distractions can become part of that. Um, for me, I remember last year, uh, I had just had surgery. Uh, no, sorry. This was two years ago. Uh, I had just had surgery. We had had our little girl about a month prior and I needed to have a surgery before the end of the year. And Chris, I was in so much pain Mm. on Christmas Eve. And I remember being with our family over at my folks house celebrating Christmas Eve. We had opened presents and I went upstairs and took a bath, a hot bath. At their house. (laughs) I don't do that. You know, I I have my own home, (laughs) but I was in so much pain that it was the only thing that I could think of that would offer some relief to, to the, literally the physical discomfort that I was experiencing. And it was a grief because i have this expectation right of what christmas should be yep. or new year's eve new year's eve is like the most overrated holiday ever i feel like i'm always disappointed, disappointed on on a new year's eve um but yeah i had this expectation right of what it should look like or what it should be uh and there was a suffering that uh, i failed probably a bit in that in the midst of that to encounter christ um and then the last thing that i would mention um I know your family is perfect, y- well, yes. but I think, <laughs> <laughs> but I think a lot of families uh, have baggage. Sure, of course, and have difficult dynamics and difficult relationships, um, whether that's between siblings, between parents, between in-laws, uh, whoever that might be, and those tend to come to light around the holidays. Right. They do. Right. Because yep. you have this time together. Yep. Uh, you, yeah. Yeah. You, you have this extended space perhaps. Um And I think that that can be a cause of anxiety Mm -hmm. for individuals. So as they approach, they might be uh, stressed about how that interaction with that aunt is going to go or how that interaction with uh, a sibling who's, who has very different worldviews or whatever it might be. uh, Maybe it's a person in your family that's dealing with alcoholism and it's really difficult to see that come forward Mm -hmm. every year or a sibling that's um, in the midst of, you know, great trial. There's just a suffering Uh, That I think can come with that. And if you don't spend a ton of time with your family throughout the year and then have this uh, experience together on Thanksgiving or Christmas or Easter or whatever that is, um, I think that can be difficult for people.
0: So. In response to that, I think there are at least a couple of uh, things, I think, we ways that we commonly respond. One is, I'm just going to grin and bear it. Uh-huh. I'm going to put up with this person yep. or, or the pain that I'm experiencing yep. right now. I'm gonna, or I'm going to try to do something to alleviate it. Yep. Like, go take a bath at mom and dad's <laughs> yeah. house. Or leave. I hide. Um, yeah, Hide. Or... Um, numb myself to the pain in some way, self, quote unquote self, whatever. I mean, in little ways, small ways. We can. Are there other ways, um, good or bad, that we, again, to help us like recognize maybe, oh my gosh, I do that. Are there other ways that we commonly tend to deal with that sort of, again, suffering in a broad sense, distraction, um, those d- difficult relationships, et cetera. Are there other things that we commonly do And what should we do?
1: What should we do? The one thing that I would add to the list that you named, I think you had a really um, thorough list, but I also see people that confront.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I'm going
1: to I am going to address this. I am going to call it out. I am going to fix it. I am going to talk to my, (laughs) what's that? Oh, Frozen. Do you watch Frozen in your house? I have little kids, so we see it all the time. But I am going to talk to my sister, right? right? That's what Anna says about Elsa. Um, So I think that sometimes that's an approach as Mm -hmm. well. And depending upon their relationship, that can work or it cannot. It can backfire and and become kind of a more difficult thing. Um, So I, I think there's, in terms of how we should respond to it, I think number one, it has to start within us. It has to start with me um, in that there should really be a a discernment of what do I need to hold on to here? What do I need to be concerned about here? And what do I maybe need to let go of? Mm. What is actually out of my control here? What is out of my ability to change or fix Uh, So if it's maybe a family member that just drives you crazy because they have a different worldview, Uh, Christmas has nothing to do with Christ, perhaps for them, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's just those difficulties that can come up. Okay, Lord, what is in my control uh, and what is not? And give me the peace and the awareness to recognize those things that I need to let go of that are distracting me. Right, we're going back to what is it that can make the holidays difficult for some people? Sometimes it's that that's the it's the distraction, it's the fear of what's gonna, what is this gonna be like, or how is this gonna go? Um, Lord, help me to let go of that distraction and actually enter in to the individuals that you have surrounded me with, and help me to be your face, your presence, your eyes, your ears, your hands uh, in this standing at our kitchen table with, with these siblings or with these um, with my parents or my in-laws or whatever it is um, that I think can offer the interior freedom to, to ease up the distraction. You know, of course it's not going to go away right. per se, but to ease up the distraction of the suffering.
0: So what you, what you're touching on, it much of what we're talking about. So, uh, so far People could hear in all sorts of contexts, but this is a, a a podcast about setting our faith ablaze. So, what's the role of the Lord in that? And I loved what you were just asking the Lord to come into this because um, I've I've grinned and buried it before. I've confronted it before. And okay, not literally me. Although maybe so um, you say, really? <laughs> I could totally <laughs> see you confronting things. I, can do, uh, I think I've done all these things. Uh, I've hid um, yep. all, all the, all the different things that we do I've done before and they don't work. Yeah. Lord, I need you to help me yeah. in this. It, it just it not, not necessarily to help me deal with my whoever uh-huh. or my whatever. I need you to help me be free, be that, free. the interior freedom that you just
1: spoke yeah. about. Yeah. And you know, Chris, the other thing too, that's coming to my mind is I think we also need to let ourselves grieve if grief needs to happen. Mm. So I I think sometimes we put grief, um, or we only think of grief in terms of loss of death Yep. and there's actually a real grief that accompanies a lot of the human experience. Um, for example, okay. So for example, um, we started out by sharing that I, I'm the new executive director of Catholic Family Services. Before I worked in the Office of Discipleship and Evangelization as the director of Marriage and Family. I was so excited about this change to yep. Catholic Family Services. I was. It was very clear to me that that's where the Lord wanted me to be. There was a ton of affirmation, and did I grieve? And I don't think I realized it until kind of I was coming out of it, to be honest. Um, my husband and I took a week off in between uh, the, the shift right. uh, and, and went camping for a week. Uh, and it was a week f- with a lot of a lot of thinking time. For me, a lot of quiet and and a lot of, like I said, I couldn't name it at the time, but I was just really struggling with like, man, I feel like I've, I feel like I've given something up, but I haven't quite received Mm. yet what it's going to be. So does that make sense? So I think we can grieve those things.
0: So, so I know what you're talking about, but, and, and, and I don't want you to do this for my sake, but for the listeners, just connect the dots a little bit more. What were you grieving?
1: Um, I was grieving the, the end of a stage in my life, a chapter in my life. I was grieving the relationships that I had formed. You know, I was grieving leaving you, right. you know, like I was grieving working with you every right. day. Um, I was grieving um, not being on that team, yep. a team that I was really on board with and excited about and passionate about and that kind of thing. That's what I was grieving. And I think, uh, you know, so going back to to the holidays, um, I think we have to recognize if there's an unrest in us, if there's a fear, a concern, um, an ache, a uh, anxiety surrounding uh, getting together with my family for Christmas, or or not getting together mm-hmm. with my family mm-hmm. for Christmas, for that matter, um, I think we have to give ourselves the space to figure out or to name: Is there something that I'm grieving here? Right. I'm grieving a relationship with my sibling that I thought I was going to have. Right. I'm grieving what I thought this year was going to look like. Yep. I'm grieving the fact that I can't get together this year with the people that I really love because I can't travel or or because of uh, COVID. You know, there's restrictions or, or it's not prudent for us at this time to get together, that kind of thing. I think we need to name that, number one, which is the the first step, right? You can't you can't see, you can't you can't work through what you haven't named. Right. You have to bring it to light. You have to name it. And then I think you just need to give your space, yourself the space to grieve it and to determine what that looks like.
0: Right. Right.
1: Is that what you're going to say?
0: Uh there's a there's a follow up I I have for that. But if folks if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Ignition, I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald, visiting today with Emily Leedom, the exec- executive director of Catholic Family Services, uh about healing in the holidays. So, in light of the title, if you will, of the episode Healing in the Holidays and what we we're talking about earlier with the Lord. So so how do we avoid the temptation which most of us face of um, trying to handle this grief whatever it's grieving or the other things on our own and turning to the Lord? You earlier had said, you know, Lord help me in this, but are there any other insights, tips that you can share on how as, as missionary disciples of Jesus Christ, um, as Catholics, as Christians, we can invite the Lord into whatever the healing we need is, whatever the grief we need to go through is, whatever the struggles that we're enduring, and maybe a difficult holiday season.
1: Yeah, I have an incredible clinical director, um, Mary Weber is her name, and um, she offered just some really great kind of practical insights on this, um, and there's two that I'll share that that stuck out to me Um, that that she had kind of put together one was be okay changing your mind so if you are approaching this season with some grief or with some trepidation mm-hmm. or uh some sadness whatever it might be um, be okay changing your mind so uh, if you've lost someone, for example, uh, and you're planning on getting together with your family uh, and the day before or the day of you say, I just mm-hmm. am not up for it. Mm-hmm. Be OK changing your mind, giving yourself that space, but also recognizing is that because I'm afraid or is is that really what I need? Do I right. need just that space? Um, and then I, in in some ways in the opposite of that, perhaps um, surround yourself with people that can speak truth uh, and that can help you see reality as it, as it is more clearly. Mm -hmm. Um, so say, uh, say you have some anxiety about getting together with your family because of some of those sibling dynamics share that with your spouse or share that with a good friend that, that knows you well and that shares your faith that um, can really help you to recognize and pay attention. So what is it that the Lord is doing in the middle of that struggle mm-hmm. so, so that you can better uh, respond? Uh, and, and to have that support system around you, I think, is a really crucial uh, part of just navigating that well and navigating that with grace and, and with the Lord. The Lord doesn't want us to do it alone. He Amen. wants to bring people into uh, our lives and into our our world, into our hearts that we can accompany. That can accompany us.
0: Okay, so we've got about nine minutes left, and want to talk. What I want to spend the remainder of our time uh, talking about is explicitly about healing. So I think um, when people are, whether it's. Physical healing, but in the context that we're talking about today, especially emotional healing, um, sometimes, well, they can be a couple of things. Sometimes the Lord gives us a cross to bear and we have to bear it. But other times, the Lord wants us to ask Him to free us from it. He wants to take away. So, uh, I guess to, to at least to get into this topic, explosive healing, how do we know the difference? If it's something I I do across that I need to bear versus uh, something that he wants to free me of. And then with the second, how do we start that? What does that look like? How do we um, allow the Lord? How do we ask the Lord to heal us of it?
1: I think we can always be confident in offering it to the Lord. So, taking Jesus as an example, Lord, if, if this cup can pass from me, uh, please let it.
0: Right. Right.
1: <laughs> Terrible representation of scripture. <laughs> it's a good paraphrase. Um, good, paraphrase. <laughs> good paraphrase. Um, but I think, I think we can rest in confidence, right. In, in at least setting that as our, as our example. So if it's a physical suffering, um, constantly offering that to the Lord and yet also saying, uh, but if it is your will, um, Lord, help me to to embrace it with great love and confidence in your plan for my life. Mm-hmm, whatever, mm-hmm, that might, mm-hmm. whatever that might, whatever that might be. There's a little image that's coming to my mind of a, of a child standing before Jesus holding this tiny little teddy bear. Have you seen this? Yep, and Jesus this is is standing in front of the child with this massive teddy bear behind his back, yep. and him saying, just give it to me. I right. promise I'll give you something better. And the child says, but I love it. But I love it, Lord. But I love it. And I think we, as faithful followers of Jesus Christ, need to get really honest with ourselves and ask, what are those little things? What's the little teddy bear that I'm holding on to that the Lord is asking mm-hmm. of me? And why am I afraid? to give it to him. Yep. 99% of the time, I'm afraid to give it to him because we feel like it's going to leave this void in our in our life. Mm-hmm. It's going to leave this void, but what's going to fill it, Lord? Mm-hmm. What's what's going to fill it? I don't know. But he does. Mm-hmm. He does, and he has this extraordinary plan. Um so I think in 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 regard to your question about healing, I just I come back to that image all the time because I think sometimes we tend to hold on to our wounds, not just the good things in our life, but we also want to hold on to our wounds, which sounds really kind of odd to people right away. Cause it's like, well, why would anyone want to do that? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's this odd thing because sometimes our wounds are our security blankets. We know them. We know them. We know them intimately and we've just been holding them for so long that it almost just becomes easier to, to hold them. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, I I was thinking the other day, like I was holding this bag of groceries and I was on the phone and um, I, I was just distracted and trying to do all these things at one time. And like 10, 15 minutes into this phone conversation, I realized that I was still holding this bag of groceries, this heavy bag of groceries. And when I finally put it down it actually it hurt. Mm-hmm. It hurt my hand mm-hmm. because I had been clamping right. onto yep. it, right. holding this bag of groceries, having this phone conversation that it actually was like uncomfortable mm-hmm. to put it down. Mm-hmm. It was uncomfortable to open up my hand mm-hmm. because I had just had it clasped. Mm-hmm. And I think that's sometimes what we do with our wounds. We hold on to them um because they become what we know. Yep. And and it takes a lot of self-awareness and a lot of courage to be able to going back to name uh, and bring it to light to identify it, and then to and then to bring it forward. Um, it takes a lot of self awareness to recognize. Hey, what are the wounds that I might be carrying that are causing this distraction, or that are causing this anxiety, that are causing this fear, that are causing this wall from me being able to better receive all that Christ has mm-hmm. for me. So I think this this invitation, um, especially during Advent and into the Christmas season at the start of New Year. Um, For us to say, Lord, what's the what's the dirt in my heart, in my stable uh, that you want to bring your glorious light to come into the messiness of my life, come into the messiness of my heart, maybe the wounds that I carry, um, shine your glorious light on it and help clean it out. You know, help me to be free of these things that I've been carrying of the muck.
0: And so, and earlier you said, um, you commented how oftentimes what we need to have other people help us. Sometimes it's um, truth speakers uh, who can speak truth into our lives, but also sometimes, so so we do what you just said, Lord, shine your light, help me to clean out the dirt. And it becomes clear, well, uh, it seems as at least that, boy, I cannot shake this thing. Maybe... Need to turn to somebody else, like a, a professional. Uh, maybe I need to seek out counseling for this. I think uh, I, I feel like we're sort of turning a corner, cult, corner culturally. I think there used to be more of a taboo, like, yeah, I'm going to a counselor, like, oh, like, what's wrong? Would what you? I think I feel like we're turning the com- where it's more of a, a, a normal thing yeah. uh, for people to talk about they, they have or they are seeing uh, a counselor. But how do I know the difference when, okay, this is just something we've got about three minutes left, Emily. Um, how do I know the difference when? this is just something that maybe I need to seek outside help with.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to decide if I want to share the example that's coming to my mind. Make it real. I think I will. Okay. So many, 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 many years ago, I was dating. Okay. (laughs) I was dating this guy uh, in college. And honestly, it just was not a healthy relationship. It was Mm -hmm. not a great relationship. And I remember sitting at Starbucks with a friend of mine. And it it literally was like sitting in front of a mirror actually looking at reality as it was, having this conversation with my friend, mm. because she just said it. Mm. She just said it because I couldn't see it yep. until she said it. Yep. And I think there's times where we need to say, I need a mirror to help me see this more clearly, to help me see myself more clearly. Um, And I, and I think uh, if it's one of those things that we, that we simply can't shake, or if it's even just something that, okay, I need an alternative perspective here. Um, I think sometimes we, we wait too long to get into counseling. Mm -hmm. Let's address it now. Mm -hmm. That's the, that's the purpose. We want fullness, wellness, not just when we're in crisis, not just when we're in grief, but in the middle of, in the middle of the everyday.
0: Amen. So this is, this is the sea visit of Advent uh, season defined by waiting and hoping with expectancy, but knowing that sometimes um, the Lord is going to answer our prayer in, in a way, in a time or in a way that is beyond our expectation, good and bad. Like it, it may not come in the way that we want it. And yet we need to have that confidence, right? That the Lord will answer our prayers. Um, so Emily, uh, just, we've got about half a minute left. Uh, I'm, I'm going to throw something at you. If you don't have an answer, we can always put in the show notes, any recommended resources, um, books, good question. podcasts, and if you don't think of anything, we'll stick it in the show notes afterward.
1: Uh, it's Not Meant to Be This Way by Lisa Trin- Trinquest. What's her last name? Oh, Something I think like I that.
0: that. It's Not Meant to Be This Way yeah. is the title. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a book.
1: Yeah, book right, okay. um, I think is a, is a great one for people in the midst of struggling. But then also Catholic Family Services. We'd love to be a resource. We have a lot of presentations that we offer uh, and counseling services, obviously, for individuals as well that I think are really helpful.
0: Great. Great. So, um, Catholic Family Services with the Diocese of Who Falls, Healing in the Holidays. Emily, thanks for being on Ignition thanks, today. Yes. And that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us ignition at sfcatholic.org with any thoughts, questions, or ideas for future episodes. And until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.